Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we covered the step-by-step guide that you should be taking to prepare yourself to ride this downturn, as well as what asset classes could potentially thrive after this is all said and done. And in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what I have learned over the last few days. I participated in the Real Estate Guys Summit at Sea, which was in our own computers at home. It was a three-day event and packed with super valuable information. I will be sharing with you the main things that I got out of it and I'll be splitting this conversation into three buckets. Number one, what is the state of this crisis and what the outlook looks like? Number two, how you can leverage the government programs and incentives for your properties and what does each of the three available loans mean? And number three, what are the things that you can do today with regards to your existing properties and how to negotiate and look at deals during these times and what you should be thinking about as you prepare yourself for the future and the opportunities that will come. So let's get started with number one, the state of this crisis and what the outlook is. So this is the least happy part of this episode because it's not looking good, at least according to this group of people. So they said that this is far worse than 2008, that the implications of this debt is ultra low interest rates forever. The debt is so high that they have to go into negative interest rates And in 2008, it took months for things to happen. This one is taking weeks. Everything has been compressed. In 2008, the crisis started out as a real estate crisis, and this one is an everything crisis. It will be difficult to go back in terms of where the economy was because everything was already inflated. The bubble just popped now and uh, we just don't have money to pay for all of this. The government collects $3 trillion in taxes and it just spent $7 trillion. Looking ahead, if there is any move to back the dollar with gold by let's say 20%, the prices of gold can go up by at least 4x, four times as much. In terms of the central bank, their gold demand has grown significantly for the last 10 years. 
the dollar is already going down. And the good news is that silver is still cheap. So they said that the only reason that we can afford to pay the debt is because the interest rate is currently zero. They encouraged us to invest in the stock market because if the economy goes down, it's not a problem because the Fed is printing money, so you will gain either way. But the caveat is that this printing will destroy the value of the dollar. So every dollar that the government spends is a dollar in taxation for us. And the only way to stop inflation is to raise interest rates and our economy cannot tolerate interest rate increases anytime soon. One of the things that we have learned in this crisis is that no amount of debt is too much debt. They will print money until the currency is worthless and that could even happen this year. One thing to be mindful of is that today there are no other currencies that could replace the dollar to be the reserve currency. So maybe they will start backing up the dollar with gold again. And we, the United States of America, we are the only country that have benefited from not being in the gold standard. So they said if China or another country comes up with a currency that is partially backed by gold, that could be huge. Another point that was made was that every time that the Fed printed money to quote-unquote save the economy, they were bailing out the rich. They highlighted the fact that there will be lots of opportunities in 6, 12, and 18 months in the real estate world, and one of the attorneys doing a presentation said that 90% of his calls today are from syndicators forming funds, which means that they're collecting dollars to be spent when the opportunity arises. Insurance and taxes are very likely to go up because small businesses aren't paying many taxes. Federal tax revenue has plunged and the insurance will go up because of all of the looting that has been happening. Now I'm going to move on to one of their most popular speakers, Robert Kiyosaki. Robert thinks that we are at the end of the Roman Empire. People are getting tired of getting taxed. He thinks that the US dollar will be strong for the next 10 years, but he thinks that it's the end of our empire because the government is so corrupt. He highlighted the fact that who you spend time with is more important than ever before. So choose them carefully. And he ponders why don't they teach people about money in school? Because it is too profitable to keep them stupid. Moving on to part two of this episode. How can you leverage government programs and incentives for your properties? And what does each of these three available loans mean? This comes from Tom Wheelwright. As far as 
your typical net operating losses for your properties. Under the CARES Act, you get to carry back five years. So if you had losses up to five years ago, you get to carry them back, which is phenomenal. Now, there is a new act after the CARES Act called the HEROES Act. So they will be taking the NOL part of it away. So you won't be able to carry back your losses. If you do something, you have to start thinking about it very, very quickly. There is a $500,000 loss limitation. If you had business losses in excess of business income, the net loss can only be used to offset $500,000 of other income. For example, wages. This loss went away in the CARES Act. You now get 100% charitable deduction, so there is no limit on what you can give away. As far as the ability to withdraw $100,000 from your IRA without any penalties, you can take up to $100,000 out of your IRA for, I believe it's three years, with no penalty. And by the way, if you invest in real estate through your IRA, you lose all of your tax benefits. And I believe you have to put it back in there within three years or so. So check with your accountant. But in terms of this $100,000 withdrawal, you have to show that your business hours were reduced or that you got the coronavirus or that someone in your family got it. So this one is very, very specific for your business to be reduced in hours, it must have been due to a government shutdown. He mentioned that much of the unemployment benefits will be over in July, and he believes that we are definitely not over this crisis. He is recommending his clients to not turn down any opportunity to get a loan. So borrow from the bank when you don't need the money. We don't know if there will be another package from the government. The PPP loan changed significantly last week, and he is recommending people to not give it back now because you don't know what will happen. So maybe in one year, if it's all beautiful and dandy, if you didn't need it, then you should give it back. Now, moving on to the three loans that are currently available. Let's start with number one. PPP. So originally you had to use your PPP loan within eight weeks from the time you got the loan and you needed to use 75% of it for payroll and 25% of it for rent, mortgage, utilities, etc. There were no payroll tax deferral if you took the PPP. Now things have changed. You have 24 weeks to use it and the new number is 60-40. So 60% of it must be used for payroll and 40% for rent, mortgage, and utilities. And now you can actually defer 50% of payroll taxes until December 31st. The second loan is called the EIDL. This loan gives $10,000 per employee 
And when you apply for this grant, you are applying for a loan. So the SBA is the one granting these loans. And the maximum amount that you can get is $150,000 per company. This is regardless of the number of employees. If you have, for example, a management company and a real estate company, you do get $300,000. You have one year deferral in terms of payments. You don't have to pay for one year. And this is a 30-year loan at a 3.75% interest. So pay close attention to the terms of the loan. And he really encourages you to get an opinion from an SBA expert. The third loan is called the Main Street Loan. It's backed by the Fed. It's not an SBA loan and there is no 500 employee limit. He encourages you to talk to the banker for clarity. I want you guys to note that all of these three loans are bank loans. So this means you have to go to the bank and apply for them. The SBA pays the bank back. So you can get both the PPP and the EIDL together. If you already got the PPP, you can also get the EIDL. You need to apply for it immediately because these funds might get reallocated somewhere else. Okay, moving on to the last part of this episode. What are the things that you can do today from looking at your existing properties to how you can negotiate and look for new deals to what you should be thinking about for the future. My favorite presentation was from Victor Menashe. He was actually in this show a few weeks ago, and he gave us a couple of examples of how we can be thinking about deals as we look at properties He said for us to stay away from auctions because a lot of people will be looking at those. He said hotels are at a 22% occupancy. There will be lots of defaults on hotels and a lot of the major hotel operators have reserves until October only. And they have a $700 to $800 fixed cost per door per month. He gave an example of a deal that they recently got. It was a stadium. As far as I remember, he mentioned that it cost about $13 million to build. It is not being used currently. The stadium that is completely empty right now has an income from a couple of cell towers on the property. And the income for that is $50,000 per year. The seller has been trying to sell this property for just over a million dollars. A couple of the previous offers fell through and his team came in and offered $900,000 cash. And on the same day that it closed, they immediately sold the cell tower business for $700,000 at closing. How they calculated that? Well, $50,000 income divided by a 7% cap rate. So now they purchased an entire stadium for $200,000. Other examples that he told us to keep in mind are 
restaurants. He showed five different restaurants that are currently not distressed, but they will all be closing down. The owners are older and they have absolutely no energy to restart the business from scratch when they reopen. So most of these operators are tired and why not just buy these properties and rent the kitchen as commercial kitchens or maybe do a deal with royalty for a specific recipe from that restaurant that might be popular. There are a lot of kitchen deals because people don't want any of the kitchen materials. Other things you can do, properties with no income. You can use these properties for tax purposes. There is a conservation easement called IRC 170. This means that you can take a deduction for the highest and best use for a property. How incredible is that? You must meet the conservation criteria for that to apply. And the appraisal obviously has to be valid for the highest and best use for this property. So this means you can take a huge tax deduction without doing anything to the land. Just by appraising it at its highest and best use. Phenomenal. So now what can you do as far as your existing properties? You're going to trim fat and cut expenses. So this is something really, really important to do. Look at all of your expenses and cut anything that is unnecessary. As far as preparing yourself for the future, here are some things that you can do. Look into captive insurance. Apparently, this is a type of insurance that could help you when something like this happens again. I need to do a full episode on what captive insurance is because I want you and I to learn what that is because it will be important in the future. And it does sound like this could be helpful in case there is another pandemic. Someone mentioned a really interesting strategy to invest in blue cities in red states. I'll just leave that there. Industrial, again, will be huge. They said that Instacart can pick up from an industrial building instead of a supermarket. Become valuable to valuable people. This gets repeated often and I've seen it work. Think about ways you can become valuable to them. Help people solve complex problems. Now is a great time to build a great team. A lot of incredible people are looking for jobs. And last but not least, the most important of all, Ask yourself, how can I fill in the blank? How can I save this property or how can I buy more properties? How can I, and your brain will start thinking about ways to do it. I hope this has been useful to you. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter. We're getting a lot of great feedback from the newsletter. It's very short and to the point just like this podcast. 
and is a way for you to have all of this in writing and many other things coming. And I'll put the link to our website under show notes. And I will see you next time.